If we don't understand who God is, then the gospel does not make much sense. You see, the great issue here is that God is holy and God is just, and that man is unholy and man is not just. Man is unrighteous. Man is a sinner. So, Eduardo, I'm not judging you, but you've just told me you're a lying thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. That's only four of the Ten Commandments. We can look at others and go, well, I'm not as bad as them, and I didn't do all of that, but so I'm not that bad, but that's a lie. You're bad compared to Christ, who is altogether lovely, who is holy. We pale in comparison, so a person needs to really take a good look at Jesus, and then you know who you are. All right. That was the soundbite of American Gospel, Christ Alone. And if you haven't seen the documentary, we really urge you to go ahead and go check it out on Vimeo, YouTube. It's got several places where it's being streamed. I think you just got to pay like $3.99, $4.99, depending on the platform, and you'll be able to watch it. Um, definitely a must-see documentary if you are a Christian. And even if you are not, it's a beautiful way to understand why we believe what we believe. So, so shout out to Transition Studios. Definitely shout out to Transition Studios for this amazing documentary. I think it is great. And they have another one coming out, which is American Gospel. Christ Crucified. Christ Crucified, exactly. So as you guys have heard, Brian <laughs> is back in the studio after popular demand. And a funny thing about today is that he's supposed to be graduating today. He's actually supposed to be Probably sitting down right now, right? Waiting for the oh, whole ceremony to begin. Walking up. I know. I yeah. know what we're doing. We're he, he didn't really care. I mean, the whole time I was asking him, are you going to go? Are you going to get your cap and gown? And he was just like, no, I really don't want to go. And so he decided today that he definitely wasn't going to go. He's still graduating. He's going to pick up his diploma on Monday. But um, yeah, he, he just decided not to go. I wasn't going to go to mine either, but I decided to go because I had to do color guard. So anyway, and I'd rather leave and stay here with you guys. So he's here because of you. Brian is here because he loves you. He really, really thinks you're special. With that being said, thank you guys for coming and joining us. If you're tuning in from Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever Apple, you are, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you so much. We appreciate your love and support. And for those of you guys who have engaged, again, we thank you and we appreciate that. So we're going to get right into it. We're talking about American Gospel. We're talking about this documentary, which pretty much breaks down everything that's wrong. Not everything, because of course, there's a lot of things wrong and it's pretty difficult to cover in one documentary. But a lot of what's wrong today in uh, America, the way that we are taking the gospel and we're watering it down. Uh, as I've said before, we're taking all of its parts that are sharp and are meant to pierce through the soul of the human being and and dig into the places where nothing else can but God. And we're taking all that away from it so that people won't be offended, so that people won't feel bad. Just we're changing everything. We're changing the method. But the sad part is, and this is the most crucial part, is that a lot of the times now, a lot of people now are changing the message. And that's where it gets very destructive because we're dealing with a situation that is life and death. It is the soul of a person. And that's why we take these things serious. Of course, you hear us joke and, and you know, say little things like that. But 
Uh, we know at the end of the day how important it is for every person to come to repentance, to acknowledge Christ as Lord, and to follow him. It's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to have a Savior. It's a beautiful thing to know that there is a God who loves you and who will sustain you if you put your hope and trust and faith in him. So we're going to get into that. So um, we're going to get also into our experience and why we're talking about this. I kind of spoke about this um, in one of my last episodes, which is how I got to this point. And that's just me talking about it. But also Brian here is joining me because we kind of went through this situation together. Uh, we were attending the same church. And um, we just noticed, and, and, and it's not just the church we were at, but we noticed that it's a widespread problem because we visited several other churches after and we noticed a pattern. And that's just the, the fact that so many churches are no longer emphasizing the gospel or sharing it enough. They're not, they're, not, they're not focused on who Jesus is. They're more focused on who, who you are. Um, what we can do better to better ourselves or um, ways to kind of build your relationship with God, but not through faith. In other right. Words, yeah. Right. So we notice this common thread and that's why we are addressing it. We're not here to bash churches. We're not here to um, even at this point call out by name people unless they're really big. And we definitely, you know, see that there is a huge um problem with what they're teaching, then we will let you guys know. Uh, and again, all of this is is out of love, out of a desire for everyone to get to know God. We know that there are no perfect people. We are not perfect ourselves, and we will never claim to be. So with all of this being said and put into context, we're going to get right into it. And I think um, Paul Washer was speaking something very, very, and we can start with that. Um, he said that the the problem about people is that they don't know who God is and they don't know who we are before God. And that is why a lot of people don't understand the gospel, because if you don't understand who God is, who he is, his attributes and what he's done in the Bible historically and, and, and all throughout, if you don't understand that, if you don't understand, understand his character, if you don't understand his motives for doing what he does, if you don't understand all that and all you know that is that God is love, if that's all you know, then you're going to have a pretty difficult time understanding the gospel. And I think that's very important. And I think when we got out of, of, of that understanding, that small understanding of just that God is love, he loves us, he wants the best for us, which he does, of course, we will never disagree with that because it's true. But when you get into who he is and why he does what he does, you're able to truly understand also who you are and who you are and how much you need a savior because you understand that there is no hope for you without God. So Brian, I don't know if you want to expand on this, but what was, what, if you can share, what was your view of God before you truly understood and just embraced the gospel? Something that I that I um will admit openly is I didn't see God holy and I didn't see myself a very sinful person. Um I would see God as I I guess like um 
I, I don't, I don't want to put this in a bad way, but like someone, someone else said it from Bethel, but I, I, yeah, I used to see God as like a genie or um, someone who who helps you no matter what. He's there for you, comforting you. And then, um, and I, I'm here like, oh, okay, cool. I have, I have God. I can come to him whenever I need him. Um, I can, I can, um, rely on this God who, who I made up. Someone who just only is there to comfort, comfort. And that, that's the, um, that, that's honestly, it's not, it's not a good place for anyone to be. Um, because so many people will come at you asking questions like, why does God kill? Or why does God do this if he's God of love? Um, I would answer them, I don't know. God is love, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you bring up a, a great point. And we're not saying that God doesn't comfort you. We're not saying that he does. He, he does all this. That he, right. That he doesn't care for you because he does care for his children and he loves his children. So we're not we're not saying that this is not part of who he is. What Brian is explaining is this is what we thought that's all he was. And he didn't understand like he was talking about why God um sent people to be killed, executed um in in different parts of the Bible and people to this day some of you guys listening you're like wait God kills people? Yes he does. He purges the land of people who are wicked and are going to uh interfere with his plan. And sometimes even the taking away of people um, from this world is an act of mercy. If not all the time, it's an act of mercy, whether it be to that person or whether it be to society. So it's like, who are we to question the creator on what he does when he knows what he has to do? Because he is the one who created us, period. He knows our hearts. He knows our intentions. Um, and he... He knows the people that are doing both good and the people who are doing wrong because he is all knowing. Hmm. So how did, how did your, your view of God begin to change when, you know, you began or how did it change? What kind of triggered that? If you could talk about it briefly. Um, last year, around last year, 2018, I, I tried reading the book of Acts verse by verse and that felt completely cause I, I thought I was, I was taking too long on just reading the book of Acts. So I kind of like got like you know how in the, in the in the Bible there's um um little sections little tiny stories of the title of the, of the what the theme the theme was right um I only read that like two paragraphs of that of of the title of what it was trying to say like for example um in John chapter one there's a little title that says um in the beginning and then that's again that's all about verses one through like thirteen and I'll read that and I'll just sum it up and just take pieces that I, in other words, like have like a rama or, or what it meant to me and what I feel about it. It's, I, I used to read the Bible like that. And what got me out of, um, that, that mentality of feelings and, and not actually looking up the context of the passage of scripture of going into history and all that, what what got me out of that is um um it, you introduce intru introducing me to um John MacArthur, mm -hmm. he he was a big influence to me, and also Paul Washer how he just convicts um believers, he convicted me because I I used to 
he used to describe Christians in America, which was me, which I used to be, and the difference between the difference between Christians in America and true believers. I was not the true believer. I was I was part of all the other Christians being um more contemporary, more modern in um the music, more not not reading scripture. I wasn't reading scripture correctly. That's that's the thing that I was confused in. So the part where I would not understand in the the passage, I would kind of skip over it and kind of like find a verse that I understand <laughs> from right. what I knew from before. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, that that took me um out of out of where I used to be, um understanding who God is through Scripture. And that's one of the things that I, I agree with as well. I, I went through the same process. I mean, we, we were in the same church and, and we were taught at the time that um, we need to look for a word for our lives. You know, we need to. There are like seven steps, like first a rema, right. application, and then. It's a um, rema, promise, commandment, warning, application. And I think that's <laughs> or in the prayer. Um, At the very end. Yeah, so so that, that was kind of like the structure of, of the way we were taught to, you know, read our Bibles and to find a word that was for our lives. You know, they say the Rema is the specific word for a specific person, for a specific time, for a specific situation. So uh, that was their way of saying, okay, you know, read the Bible and get a word for yourself, you know, and a command, uh, um, a warning. It's like a Pope, huh? <laughs> so it, it, we're, and we're not saying this is the absolute wrong method and you could never do this. No, of course, we do apply the word of God to our lives. But what we're making emphasis on is when you read, if you've only read the word to apply it to your life and just to say, oh, I receive this word, you know, that those who seek the, the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness, everything will be added unto, meaning I'm going to have a great job. I'm going to have this. If I just seek the Lord, I'm going to have everything just go perfect with me. Um, that's not necessarily the case all the time. You know, you, you have to read the word for what it is and you have to understand the, the true message of the gospel, the true message of the Bible. Yes, there is teaching, there is a morals of the story, but you have to understand the real message that is coming from the Bible. And, and you can't get that just by reading it alone. Um, the Bible is great if you just read it by itself, but do some digging Look at who um, Paul or John or Luke were talking to. Who were they speaking to? Who was the audience? What was the culture? What was the norm at the time? Get in deeper as you do with other stories that you read, other books. Do the same with the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to really speak to you through his word. Giving you understanding. Giving you understanding, illuminating your mind so that you can truly understand what you are reading because it is the living word of God. And we're not trying to say that um, this is all understood intellectually. Absolutely not. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to help us interpret correctly the scripture. But it's very important to really study into it. Really read and, and, and ask yourself, what is God saying through this, through this apostle, through this prophet, through this writer? What is he saying? And always understand that when you're reading the word of God, it is infallible. It's, it has no errors. It is perfect. This is what God intended. And this is this what you're reading directly comes from the mouth of God. So um, understand this and know 
that when you read it, there is no error. So we were taught in this way just to kind of take promises, take things for ourselves. And also, you know, the preachings, a lot of the preachings we heard, you know, be be like David, dare to be um, a Daniel in this generation and, and things like that. It's it's always it's always taking yourself, injecting yourself into that story, being the hero of your story. And that's kind of what American gospel get in, gets into at, at, at some point. Um, so definitely check it out. But that's what we were taught. And, and that's the only way that we viewed the Bible. And granted, you can have you could have been taught in a different way from your pastor, your leader, and no one is discrediting their method of study. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, take some time also to study your Bible, study it, look at the context, um, study it hermeneutically. You can look that up on the steps of studying hermeneutically, which, like we said, gets into the context, historical, cultural, etc., so actually take some time and also look into that. That way you can understand it. Maybe study it in the original language, in the Hebrew, in the Greek. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's that's great. You're just becoming passionate about God's word written in its original language. So because we were taught this way, that's kind of what shaped our view of God. And And when your view of God is centered on yourself and centered on you being the hero, you forget the main person in the Bible. You forget who the hero of every person is, the hero of heroes, and that's Jesus. That's Christ. He's the only one who we truly can say, this is the savior of the world. This is the hero. This is the one who came to restore humanity to a right relationship with the Father. So, that is something that's kind of like our our small view that we had of God before. And as we read more, we truly understand more and more who he is. And guys, don't get us wrong. Our heart is to glorify him. Our heart is to lift his name up that he would increase and we would decrease. That was the prayer of John, that he would increase, that, that the Lord would increase and he would increase decrease. And that is also our hearts. So when we talk about things that maybe might challenge you as a believer, maybe you think it's all about you, then and, and you're, you're, you're feeling maybe bad of what we're saying, ask yourself this. Ask yourself, who is glorified in my story? Is it Christ? Is it God in flesh who came to be crucified for my sins and he died? He gave up his life, rose again on the third day, and now he's, you know, at the right hand of the Father. Is that the one who's being glorified or is it you? Are you the hero of the story? Are you the hero of all those around you? Or does your life truly reflect that of one who lives for the king and points everyone else to the king? I think that's I think it's it's very simple to see that one ideology is wrong and the other one is should be held in high standard which is that it is all about Christ. It's all about him. So we came out of that and that's why we we want to share this with you guys not to bash on anyone not to bash on the last church we were in. We just truly want people we want to challenge people to study and to have a higher view of God. Not just that he loves us, which he does, not just that he is for us, which he is, but to know that he did all of this for his glory and for our sake. 
that we would be restored one day to him. So I know I kind of took over this segment for a moment and Brian is still here just in case you guys are wondering. Um, but that's, that's our heart and that's our goal. And that's why we keep telling people, Hey, you know, have a second look at your relationship with God as we are. We all have to examine our hearts, examine our motives test and ourselves. test ourselves with the word of God, which is the light unto man's feet. And, we need to. We need to hold ourselves accountable. And and that's why we're doing this. We do this because we see that there's a need. Uh, we see the problems. And we rather speak out than just be quiet and not ever be criticized or judged. Or, or people will say that we're this, we're that. That's perfectly fine. No problem. But we're doing this for this reason. So um, just in case it hasn't been clear before, this is why we do it. Because we love the Lord and we love the people. And <clears throat> my desire is for the youth because um, th this is where most youth um, kind of get lured into church about the feelings and the emotion. And th th that's where my heart goes to. It's like not not being, um, what's the word, um, I guess, tricked into or... Deceived. Deceived. deceived tricked yeah. into, right. And that's a good point, very good point, because um, I think today the church is really kind of feeding on emotion. They and missed the gospel. That, yeah. That's my biggest thing, because I used to do this, because I, I normally get everything from where my youth, um, youth nights, Thursdays, I, I go there, worship, and they have like some hype, hype music going on, <laughs> and then... I go, I go to my um, school, preach. This was last year, junior year, and and I share the I share the message of, um, like I guess I wouldn't remember what kind of messages I would be speaking about. I I had a, like, I was disorganized, <laughs> um, but I wasn't speaking. I was I was not preaching the gospel. That's the, that's my um fault. That's this is where my false um memories, <laughs> false <laughs> preaching days came but it's n it's now where um when when reading scripture and i really recommend you guys reading the book of john it's it was very edifying for me and that's i've been teaching on that book for my whole entire senior year and i'm barely finishing chapter five um very good book to get into and just to sum this up my the view of the gospel just very quickly it's it's knowing that there is one Savior. Savior from what? From our sin. What is sin? Sin is what separates you from God. Jesus is the mediator between man and God, the Father. He, he, he is the only way through, through yeah, where we are right now. It's... it's, it's I find it very sad that many youth are taking the broad road that leads to destruction because I was heading there because I, w I did not understand what the gospel was. That I, I need a savior because of what I'm doing is wrong. And that, and, and that is the message. And he had good intentions because I know him since when he was preaching at his, at his high school. 
he had he burned to see people come to Christ and and all that, as I did and we were in the same in the, in the same mindset however the method and the way that we did things it was truly um I would say unbiblical um and and we we had good intentions like I said the intentions were good as far as we knew and that's the thing though people don't get saved with good intentions of course let me say something before you crucify me. Uh, <laughs> you know, God saves those that he wants to save. And whether we preach the gospel correctly or incorrectly, uh, but we mentioned, we mentioned Christ and the cross and, and all that. And maybe we, we don't do it in, in the best or clearest way, but the message is there. The Lord, regardless, he will save those that he has planned to save period so um of course there were people who Almost were getting nine. were getting to know god and, and all that but um the point is to be precise you know the, the bible tells us that to 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 really study the word to show ourselves approved that we would handle the the word of truth accurately and that we wouldn't be put to shame a, a, as a worker of god so the bible does exhort us of using the Bible correctly, you know, sharing these truths correctly and having the right message. So of course, like we said, we had good intentions, but that does not save. Good intentions only get so far and good intentions can very easily become something very bad, very sneaky, very deceptive. And, and that's what we warn against. So I was right there with him. <laughs> I would appeal to the emotion of the youth and, you know, I was not intending to deceive anyone, never had that intention. But now looking back at what I did, it was as if I was without knowing it. So my apologies to anyone that I hurt because of that. Uh, but now I'm understanding and recognizing that that is why we preach the gospel. We preach the Bible. And we're not saying that you have to preach the gospel every single time. Now, that wouldn't be bad. That would be a good thing. But as I told Brian one time when... When we were just learning the gospel, it's like we got to a point where like, wait, we're just preaching the gospel after time after time after time. And I said, hey, I think it's safer to assume that there are people who don't understand the gospel. And we preach it however many times we have to, even if people get bored, but not take the chance that there is someone who doesn't know it and someone who could hear it for the first time. And God, through his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, saves that person. So I said, I think it's safer to assume that there are people who don't understand it versus saying, well, everyone already knows and understands the gospel. So we're just going to talk about something else today. So not against not preaching the gospel every single Sunday. We're not saying that. So please do not take us the wrong way. But there, it would be great that Every sermon you do, every every message you give, maybe just give a quick, you know, run through of the gospel, never assuming that people are all saved. We don't know who is truly saved. We don't, we can't verify that. The Bible tells us that a tree is known by its fruit. And for the most part, when a Christian bears good fruit and bears fruit of repentance, then we can see that the Holy Spirit is acting within them and they are most likely saved. But some people are very good at pretending. Some people are very good at, you know, 
pretending to be something they are not. So we definitely have to be careful about that and not assume either or, not assume that people are saved or people um, are not saved. Uh, because some people who are not saved, they might just be going through a moment, um, but they are, you know, so we, we will not assume that. But as we said, it's safer to just say, hey, we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to hit on the fact that Christ is the only way to salvation, that he died for our sins. He resurrected on the third day. And now because of that, because of him, all because of him today, we are able to have eternal life with him in heaven. He went to the he went to prepare a place for us um, and we will see him when he returns and we're glorified and he we go to heaven and we will be there with him forever. So that's that's a beautiful thing to look forward to. Um, we talked about also emotions. We were talking about that right now. We're not against having an emotional relationship with God. Of course, it shouldn't be based fully on emotions because we know we're people. We One moment we love our neighbor and then the other moment we absolutely hate them because they're parking in our spot. You know, <laughs> so we... <laughs> We we are that way. We vary. The only one who doesn't change and is immutable, which is never changing, is God. And that's the beauty of being in him. And oh, we, we want to we want to emphasize this, guys. Your your salvation and even your walk, um, it, it's not it's not dependent on the salvation is not dependent on you. Uh, the sanctification, which is you um, working out your faith and the fact that you've been saved by him, that is something that you do because you are thankful for what the Lord has done. He's taken your sin on the cross and he's taken it away from you. He's made you white as snow and now you're clean. And now you, you, you live in him. You follow his word, his commands, the way that he walked, you do the same thing. And it's not to put a burden on you where you say, oh, well, if you mess up one thing, that's it. You're done. You're going to hell. No. If you're listening to this and if you're going through a time where you're just, you've been in sin, you've constantly failed, but inside you feel the Holy Spirit convicting you and, and telling you, turn back, repent. If that is the case, turn back, repent. Get on your knees and beg God for forgiveness. He will take you back. It is his promise, not mine. He, he promises to take you back. And, and, and that's one of the core messages of the Bible. We are sinners. We have this fallen nature. And we will have it until, he, until we get out of this body, until he gives us a new one. And that is part of the beauty the, the, the beauty and the, and the glorious part of the gospel is that we had no hope in ourselves, but now there is hope in him. So if you're going through a time of, of sin, we urge you, repent, turn to God, and he will take you back. And then, you know, give him glory, thank him, and let the joy of the Lord fill your heart because you've been forgiven. So I definitely want to mention that because religion a lot of time puts a huge burden on everyone. And it's, it's, it's a sad thing because it's like you have to do all these things. You have to jump through hoops. You have to jump through this just to get to Christ. And that's not true. The Lord calls those he loves unto himself. He washes them, cleanses them, makes them new. And then after that, they can walk a life that is according to his will. Because, again, he gives them his spirit. 
he gives them he gives the believers the tools to to successfully live a christian life so Brian, you're you're very quiet today. <laughs> it's like oh, is that you ranting? <laughs> no, I, I was gonna um say the next um episode, I'm I'm gonna bring my notebook of how I used to do my devotional from before, because <laughs> I I did I was very specific on how I took my notes. I put Rema first, and at the very end I put my pro my my prayer and promise, and I'm gonna share with you guys how I used to do my devotional, and I call it devotional because that's what. That's what they call it. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's I guess your Bible time devotional. Um, but I'm I'm gonna show you guys how how far off I was on reading the Bible because it's very it's embarrassing, but it's it's it will be it will be um good to to share and and not what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you guys know, you can read it and you can find comfort in the Word of God. That is true. You will find comfort in Him, in His Word. And uh, there might be a day where you read a psalm or a proverb and it brings comfort to your heart. That is because that is God's truth. That is his word and it's true and it's live and active. That is why you receive that comfort. So we're not saying you can't get something like that. We're saying get to know God by studying. So, so you can know who he is and why he does what he does. And then you realize how amazing he truly is and how messed up we really are. You know, that's, that's the core message. So this, this was what kind of what we lived and this shaped our view of God. And we're, we're very grateful to God that he let us out of this kind of uh, thought ideology. It's what um, we lacked from before. And yeah, we did. We, we lacked from before, but now we're, we're learning, we're growing and, and, and God has been just amazing in our lives. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this segment as we do have Bible study right after this. And they will be getting here shortly. So, um, Brian, I don't know if you wanted some closing thoughts as I pretty much took 90% of this segment. <laughs> Youth leaders, please. And I'm telling you guys this with, um, with my deepest cried is is not just take your time don't take your time away from being a leader leader until you actually have the, the gospel correct that that it's not about us it's more about him it's the whole entire bible is is pointing to christ and how there's going to be someone um making a new covenant covenant and now we're under that new covenant and it's only through faith alone, not by works. It's by only by faith. It's not how much you read the Bible. It's by faith. It's not how much you you give to homeless people or how much you um share your belongings with people or how much money you give out. No, it's it's not by that. It's through faith alone, salvation. And and you don't earn salvation. He gives it only. God himself, the creator of the universe and before the universe and the void and the heavens and earth, he decides who who gets salvation. And if if you don't have that message right, then don't don't shut the gospel or or don't even 
Don't even be a part. Just, just study yourself. Just close in your room and just study the word of God. And then you can start sharing. That, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, very important. If uh, if you are in leadership um, and you don't have a right view of the gospel, pray and ask the Lord to 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 show you if that's the case. And instead of going out and, and teaching something you're unsure of, you know, get into a place of, of prayer and, and study in the word and understand what the gospel truly means and then go out and preach that, you know, go out and, and share Christ. And we're not saying if you don't, you know, know the Bible, but you love the Lord, don't talk to anyone. No, you know, you can share your, your testimony and all that. There's nothing wrong with that, but take a moment to actually study what the gospel means, what it means to you and what it means to everyone who believes. And we're going to end on Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, 10. A lot of you guys know this verse, but I want to close with this. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand for us. So please, with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Meditate on that. And if you don't know the gospel, we urge you to truly study into it and ask the Lord to show you through his word what he means, why he loves us so much, and why he did what he did. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're very grateful for all of you. Thank you for listening up to this point. And again, if you guys haven't seen the documentary, we definitely and highly encourage it. Uh, American Gospel, Christ Alone. Check it out. Vimeo, YouTube. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Please do check it out, guys. With that being said, we love you. Thank you so much. AOTV, we out. This is AOTV. We're signing out. Over and out.